Warning, this episode contains foul language and multiple references to buttholes. You are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, unexplained, sticky, and gross. Welcome to episode two. We are so excited to be back, and we're excited that you're listening. And just in case you didn't tune in for episode one, in this podcast, each episode is going to be about a specific topic. It can range anywhere from ghosts to freak shows, tarot cards, and each week we are going to try and bring you new guests to share their thoughts and opinions on whatever weird stuff they love most. And of course, we will always be taking feedback from you guys on our social media or wherever we may come in contact so we can all talk about this weird stuff together. Um, I'm Lauren, and next to me is my lovely co-host. I'm Ashley. Hello. Hey. And we have a very special guest He's with us so today. He's so handsome. <laughs> I'm going to let Ashley introduce him because they I have quite the special bond. I handle how handsome he is. This is Handsome Joe. Oh, Handsome Joe. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Joe's my boyfriend. But before we let you talk about yourself and introduce yourself, we actually have some updates from last week's episodes that are pretty crazy. I haven't even told you this yet. Oh, so, my gosh. Last week, we were talking about ourselves and, like, growing up and how we got interested in the paranormal and, like, uh, paranormal experiences that we'd had. And I told the story of the time when I was a a small child and I was in the car going on vacation with my family, laying in the back seat, and my uh, Aunt Donna was there with me. Right. Who had passed away when I was, like, three. And I saw her, and uh, I talked about it on the podcast last week. And my sister, when she was listening to the podcast, texted me and was like, fucking Ashley. And I was like, what? She said the exact same thing happened to her with my Aunt Donna. No. And possibly way. on the same trip. Shut up. Yeah. No. Possibly on the exact same trip. Nope. You're garbage. Yeah. I don't believe it. She said that it was one of her earliest memories. It's one of the only things in her past that she experienced that she can't explain. But oh. she said she was laying in, in the back seat, laying in the car sleeping, and Aunt Donna just appeared to her and was there with her. That is insanity. I know. I See, that is what this podcast is for. <laughs> like, you got to tell your story, and then yeah, your I sister no is idea. like, Yeah, I We've yep. never talked. And then, of course, I brought it to my mom and was like, Mom. And I, like, told, shared my story because she hadn't listened to it yet. <laughs> and then I told her what Jamie said, and my mom was like, I have chills. Like That is crazy. She was like, neither one of you have ever told me this before. And I was like, well, I just, you know. Didn't see wow. it like something you would particularly love to hear. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Bonkers. gosh, that is so good. I love that. Thank you, Jamie, for yeah, chiming Jamie, in. Jamie, thank you for telling me that. That's awesome. Mine is kind of just a cool story. It's not necessarily ghost related, just uh, a, an event that I cannot explain, which kind of went along with what we were talking about last week. 
My mom actually emailed us again. If you remember from last week, she submitted a question because she's adorable. And she sent us a follow-up email after listening last week and said, Lauren, I can't believe you didn't share this story about your grandma. And I had completely forgotten because my great-grandma died when I was really young. But um, right after her funeral, we were driving home. I think it was just me and my mom in the car. And there were we were stopped in some traffic. And there were two cars in front of us, one on the left and one on the right. And the car on the left had the license plate, Be Happy, and the car on the right had the license plate, Catherine. And my grandma, who had just died, her name was Catherine. So it said, Be Happy, Catherine. And it was just one of those really cool moments where my mom and I, we noticed it at the exact same time, looked over to each other like, are you, are you seeing this? That says, Be Happy, Catherine. And grandma just passed away. So that was really special. That was almost a encouraging, cool story more than like, Creepy. creepy just yeah. because we're like oh like, yeah that's it's kind of felt like it was good closure and tying it all together and just a nice way to cap yeah the day. that's what my mom said about the the story about my aunt donna she was like that's freaky but like good freaky yeah it's like yeah it's like your aunt was coming freaky. to see you yeah <laughs> um very, i just wonder why yeah because this was like years after she passed away well i don't know i i when i told the story like I said she her mouth was moving as though she was speaking to me, mm-hmm. but no word like no sound was coming out. Okay, so I don't know if she was trying to say something. It didn't look like it That's was true. urgent. It didn't look like she was like, "Tell your dad to stop the car. There's a <laughs> jackal." Like, <laughs> <laughs> pull the car over immediately. <laughs> it just looked like she was talking to me. So, right. but it's just weird that Jamie experienced like the exact same thing on what could be the exact same trip, and it was years after her death. So it's sort of like what. Was the significance there? I don't know. Right. Oh, that's um, interesting. But we'll we'll start uh, alien talk. Alien. Alien talk. <laughs> um, Joe, uh, handsome Joe. Yeah, would you yes. like to um, say a little <laughs> bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Well, one thing I wanted to I want to touch on really quickly is you know listening to your podcast uh, last week. Obviously, was, you really enjoyed it. I loved it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Number one fan. Best thing I've ever listened to. Wow. Um, oh my god. Yeah. You flatter us so. Um. Yeah. I, I towards the end you you had referred to me. He was you know he's like hey, my boyfriend Joe. You know he was an anthropology minor, and that just struck me as like the like the most arbitrary classification that I had ever heard. <laughs> Like, my boyfriend Joe was an anthropology minor for two years before he dropped out of state university. <laughs> so clearly he is qualified to be discussing I this with us. I just thought it was important information that you studied anthropology a little. Yeah, well, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I knew what you were getting at. I don't think... I don't think anybody else knew what you were getting at. Like, what the fuck? Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's but, important. Well, I think the reason that you brought it up is that... Um, one of the things that 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 we had one of the courses that I had touched on while I was an anthropology minor <laughs> was uh, it was an entire course on anthropological fraud, which wow. was to date, regardless of of age or 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 whatever, it was it was my favorite class that I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating and it was fun and it was just just enough outside the box where it didn't even really feel like school. Right. It was incredible. But one of the things that we touched on in the anthropological uh, fraud class was uh, a, the works of a Swiss author named Eric von Daniken, mm-hmm. who's widely credited as being one of the first, if not the first, proponents of the theory of uh, prehistoric astronauts right. about ancient civilizations uh, possibly being visited by uh, beings from beyond 
um, to hasten their technology and things like uh, the the Egyptian pyramids mm-hmm. or Stonehenge or Easter Island as as being the the, the main kind of building blocks for this theory, essentially. Right. It's fascinating stuff. It was really, really interesting stuff. Did they ever talk about, uh, like, Babylonians and how advanced they were? Like with... the Hanging Gardens of Babylon yeah, and all of that? Like, and, like, knowing about the planets and tracking the planets. And oh. Like how, how, I think, it was in Iraq. It was in, like, the 80s. Yeah, Iraq. that's where, that's where they Babylon. Found, yeah. yeah, they found what they think is a lens to mm. like the very first telescope That's interesting. but it would have been like 1500 years or that it would have been like thousands of years before the actual first telescope was ever yes invented oh that's nuts i, I, I yeah. personally don't remember ever touching on on babylon there is a pretty pretty expansive record of um of civilizations that came you know be, you know bc civilizations having a pretty pronounced scientific and technological prowess Mm -hmm. i don't remember babylon as being part of the course it very well could have been and just kind of got uh, overshadowed i guess Mm -hmm. by by some other things but um but yeah that was that that was a a really a really fascinating portion of the course eric von donneken is also a certified crazy person cool um he, he has also done time in prison Oh, uh, he, he served a year of a three-year prison sentence for embezzlement and fraud. Uh, he's been accused uh, as being a European ethnocentrist, which is a very political, politically correct way of calling somebody a racist. Great. He sounds really nice. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> uh, Carl Sagan, of, of all, in addition to like the entire scientific community, has come out against him and calling him a pseudoscientist, and there's no credibility to it. So, you know, anything we talk about... Prehistoric astronaut wise, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Do not take it with a grain of salt. Believe it. Believe it. Believe every word. Yes. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) To to, to your podcast. I'm just. That's what we're speaking. I'm just happy to be here. But to to, to, to kind of put a a period on that, you know, his claim is basically that that these societies, you know, uh, specifically uh, the Egyptians, lacked the uh, mathematical and engineering know-how mm-hmm. to be able to to be able to pull off of these feats. Yeah. He draws parallels between civilizations on latitudinal and longitudinal lines, drawing correlations between the two, saying that they appear within X amount of kilometers within this particular latitudinal longitudinal line that shows some kind of organization that was beyond the the abilities and means of prehistoric civilizations who had no outreach beyond their own civilization so it makes for a like a really really interesting ancient aliens episode Mm -hmm. yeah as far as actual like validity to it to to this point the scientific community has has roundly rejected these claims got it that's pretty much all I have to say about Eric Von Donneken. <laughs> He's a crazy person. He's uh, a Swiss author. If you want to check out uh, any of his stuff, because it's—I mean, you know—fiction can be way more fascinating than real life. So if you yeah. ever wanted to read any of his works, as just like a pure work of fiction. Sure. Uh, Chariots of the Gods. Oh is, yeah, uh, I didn't yeah. know that was Eric. That's Eric Von Donneken. Yeah. Oh, so that's man. that's the uh, that's that's the one. That's the that's one. That's like the, that book is right next to um, like all of L. Ron Hubbard's. Yeah. Books. <laughs> like yeah, if you exactly. Go, oh, no. you go to like the 
you know. Yeah, it's like if you so like it's for entertainment purposes. Yeah, well, it's, we should it, all be. Yeah, right. it's like if you like science but you don't like facts, <laughs> then then you That's should the book for you. Then you should read this book. Yeah, exactly. So my 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 time as an anthropology minor has already paid dividends on your podcast. I love it so much. So happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> with all the valid truths yeah. that we've been looking for. So that's how, Joe, would, would that be how you first got interested? In- oh, no. Okay. No, for, for whatever reason, this has always been the... I feel like you, it's just aliens and sharks with you. Yeah, aliens, aliens, a- aliens, sharks. aliens, sharks, dinosaurs, and hockey. That's that's my life. That's a life. great blend, right? Thank there. you. Oh, really, I think it's uh, yeah. When I'm when I'm not uh, when I'm not moonlighting as a uh, as an alien or a sharkophile, I am a uh, I am a, a sports writer. And I do have a uh, a sports podcast. Yes, he does. So, What's that sports podcast called? Uh, it is called the Handsome Week. Joe. Oh, thank you. It's called Handsome Joe's Sports Podcast. No, it's called uh, the Weekly Sports Rapport, but Rapport R A P P O R T. Get it? See what see what we did there. Uh, We're do on. Wanna, do you want to give credit Witty. to the person that um, came up with the title? That would be uh, my wonderful, beautiful girlfriend Ashley Cassidy. Oh my goodness! These guys are team too <laughs> oh much. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and exit uh, because. Yeah. There's too much. No flirting. need for you. <laughs> no, we should. No, they'll be. I'm kidding. We're done with the flirting. Yes, flirting is over. So, flirting so over. to to answer your question, no, for whatever reason, uh, of all things that you guys are going to be covering on this podcast, uh, for whatever reason, there was always like a built-in, innate fascination with and fear of uh, aliens and alien civilization. It goes all the way back to uh, watching ET mm-hmm. when I was like. Four years old, five years old, the first time I saw E.T., well, everybody was just like, he's adorable, he's the best. I was terrified. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Terrified. I was so e. scared was of not E.T. a friendly-looking no. alien to Everyone me. thought When was I adorable. was younger, I, I really, I didn't watch it. I did not know that it was supposed to be a, f- like, family. Oh, me family. neither. That might as well have been, like, Predator. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me. I was I was so scared. You. I, we, where I grew up, um, we had a, the, the bathroom in our house faced, uh, our, our tiny little backyard and right at the back end of our backyard was, was a, a set of woods and a cliff, like a pretty substantial, significantly sized cliff in the backyard. But it was, it was wooded and it was, uh, just kind of like a creepy looking, you know, mountainous body. And I remember every time I would go to the bathroom, we had these little shutters on the window and I would have to close the shutters because I was positive, was out there? I thought he was watching me, <laughs> and I never had a monster oh. under the bed. I had ET under the bed. You had ET e. watching you pee. Yeah, yeah. exactly. ET <laughs> watching pee. Yeah. So I yeah. Like so that. and and it and it you know it's it certainly escalated from there. The, the the fear aspect of it, at least in that regard, subsided. But for whatever reason, it was just like there from from my first introduction to extraterrestrials. Uh, the possibility of intelligent alien life. Uh, I've always been fascinated, so I was super excited and uh, and and genuinely honored to be to be the first guest on your podcast, so I could actually get to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, while we're on the subject, I guess we could talk about like what got us interested in alien life, and mine was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yes. Which is so my favorite. My favorite Steven Spielberg. But also just my favorite alien. Oh movie. yeah! Oh, absolutely. That movie's still, a work of art. No, I've I've told you this story before. I memorized the hand signal 
yeah. from the movie I think that matches like the tones <laughs> yeah. when I was little and I would do it all the time like to the point where my dad would be like stop <laughs> like, I'd like go to introduce myself and be like doing the he's like no yeah, put it down. he, no, no, he, you, he, you he put saw down in. the road, he saw your family getting run out of town <laughs> because of the creepy girl who won't stop doing alien hand signals. You were that girl. You were the girl doing the alien movements I around it. town. It was That's my great. favorite. So you have like a love for aliens, would you say? Or Yeah, well, I'm fascinated. I'm definitely yeah. fascinated by um, aliens. And I do, I do think... I mean, I love horror movies. We talked about that, but I I feel like they're either like, wow, that was fantastic, or oh my god, that was garbage. That was so There's bad. no like in between. <laughs> That's actually really true. There's a really couple true. that are like, you know, there's like Independence Day, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily like a good movie, but it's so much fun. It is really fun. But Men in most, Black. Yeah, Men in Black. Super fun. I love Men in Black. Yeah. Men in Black still reminds me of my dad because my dad liked it and I couldn't believe that my dad liked it at the time. <laughs> but it was one of those movies that, first of all, it's on TNT, I don't know, every day. Every week, single I think. day. Yeah, if they're not showing Shawshank Redemption, they're, they're, showing, they're, they're, they're showing Men in Black. Yeah. So I remember, I, I, I very much so remember like being home, like from college or like even in high school and like waking up and coming downstairs and hearing like dun 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 and there's like dad's watching men in black again like i love how much he likes it that's really cute so i love that movie i love alien movies even this you know i mean the alien quadrilogy is that a quadrilogy is that a is that a word well there's 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 more than there's more than four well now you can just call it oh that's true you you can call it the the alien saga yeah that's turning into star wars yeah it's i mean it's it's a franchise the alien franchise i forgot about past three you have to i forgot about like avp yep yeah alien versus predator prometheus Prometheus. and now they're making they're making another one alien resurrection no that was the fourth one okay that was the one with um winona ryder this one's actually called Ooh, this is something we should talk about is Winona Ryder an alien? Did you see her at the SAG Awards? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, originally I just said, oh, she's absolutely wasted and she's following an yeah. imaginary bug through the air yeah. while this speech happens next to her. But that now was that like you a, mention it, that was like a, she could be. Could be. She that could was be. like a Charles Manson level of facial Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, she was... could not stop moving her face yeah. and contorting her body. Have you guys seen the, the little gif online of the pizza? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And her eyesight is just following. Also, the Lauren, thank you for saying gif. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the hard Did G. Did you say GIF? Did yes. you mean GIF? It's GIF. It's, it's it GIF. It might be GIF, though. The first we... word is, is graphic. G- yeah, so it's good. Gra- graphic is the first word of the acronym. Okay, well, you know, agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, we can't. This has to be a whole other episode because yeah. we could talk about it. Tune in yeah. next but week for our episode on GIF and GIF. And GIF. We'll, talk GIF. Of, we'll talk about unflinching uh, opinions. <laughs> I guess if we're talking about what got our interest in aliens, I'm full transparency, everybody. I don't necessarily have an interest in aliens. I do because, you know, I mean, I think they're absolutely fascinating and I think they are completely real and out there and I think they have visited us and I I am interested, but I am terrified by aliens. So it's hard for me to say like... I love talking about aliens. I'm so interested in them because they absolutely terrify me. They should terrify you. Mm -hmm. And I, like, not to completely piggyback off of what you said, but E.T. is the first alien movie that I remember. And I remember my family convincing me, like, it's this great, heartwarming family movie. And all I could think was, this is the most terrifying alien I've ever seen. His low, low voice and sound. It was so terrible. finger. 
Yeah. The when you when you get older, you, you when you get older, you see like like the big like protruding belly and everything, yeah. and you're like, oh, he. I mean, he like I can I can see how a parent would be like, look, look how cute yeah, he is. But it's like a four or five Come year old on, kid. Man, I've never no. seen anything that looks like that before. That's totally. terrifying. I was like, what is this creature? Why is he in this boy's home yeah. when he comes like flying out of the closet? I'm like, I don't care I if he likes cannot. Reese's Pieces. That yeah, says nothing. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So he absolutely terrified me. And I remember, for some reason, the lamppost out in my front yard in the house that we had just moved into when I was in junior high flickered a lot. And I could have just been like, A, it's a flickering light and it's normal. It's, there's probably like a short in the circuit. B, it's a ghost, which is normally what my head would go through. But instead, I had convinced myself that it was an alien trying to communicate with me. So all of seventh grade, I was like, there he is. He's Did trying to talk to me through the light. Did you ever try and communicate with him or her? I would say something to it and nothing would happen. So I don't think it worked, but it would Maybe flicker. Maybe it was trying to communicate with like a neighbor. It, yeah, maybe the message wasn't for me, but it would always flicker when I was home alone. And maybe it flickered all the time, but I really noticed it when it was me sitting alone in the living room. And I was like, I'm being communicated with. Why won't they give me any yes or no answers? Teach me your language. But I was terrified and I did not like it one bit. Can I use that uh, that example of a breakdown in communication to, to bring up something that I wanted to talk about? Yeah. About yes. alien ones? Is that can. okay? Well, it's not no, my shut up. It's not my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just, I Actually, don't want to. Can you get out of here, please? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you for having me on. <laughs> and um, that's a wrap. Please, please, please. All right. Well, the thing that I wanted to, one of the things I wanted to talk about, I'm going to have to leave like 30 of the things I wanted to talk about Probably. on the table. We might have to come back and do uh, another we're gonna, episode we're about this. We're most likely going to do All another right. We can do a part two in the future. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is uh, the ongoing SETI. The ongoing work of SETI, SETI being the acronym for the search of uh, extra search for extraterrestrial intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, it's a continuation of work that that technically started uh, right at the end of World War II. Uh, the United States Army sent a radio wave. They were able to bounce a radio wave off of the moon and back to Earth. It was the first time that that uh, mankind had been able to 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 do that. Right. But you think about this is not a this was not like a, 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 a small concentrated blast that they sent out at the moon. So a portion of this radio wave hit the moon's surface, came back to Earth. Uh, the majority of this went on either side of the moon and has continued traveling through outer space ever since. Uh-huh. Since then, obviously, with the rise of the radio and the television and satellites and all of this, all we've been doing since this time is broadcasting. Is, is broadcasting our whereabouts <laughs> yeah. throughout the galaxy. Sure. And it raises a couple interesting questions about obviously, you know, the, the infinite nature of, of everything, how it just continues to go. It could literally be thousands of years. It could be tens of thousands of years before the first radio wave that we sent out comes into contact with any kind of intelligent life. Right. Whether or not that civilization is capable of receiving, having the technology, being on the same technological level to receive a radio wave is infinitesimally small. If you think about how up until the 1930s, really, 40s, if any alien civilization had sent a radio wave at our directly at our planet there is no way that we would have had the would have been able to receive it we wouldn't have had the technology sure. so whether or not a civilization is either advanced enough or so far beyond radio waves at this point 
let alone the, the kind of inherent built-in difference of extraterrestrial life and extraterrestrial intelligence. Those are two completely different things. Right. You can have extraterrestrial life in everywhere throughout the galaxy, the known mm -hmm. galaxy, whether or not any of them have actually developed into any kind of society is, is a whole other story altogether. But that just seemed like a good opportunity for me to break up, bring up the, the communication breakdown aspect yeah. of it. You know, we've been broadcasting for, 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 you know, 70 plus years at this point, our exact whereabouts, mm -hmm. whether or not this is going to reach anyone is one thing, whether or not it reaches anyone who has the capability to receive and respond to this form of communication is another story altogether. Yeah. Right. Or what if they're receiving all of it and they think we're fucking idiots and they're just like, staying put. Well, that, well, that, that brings <laughs> up another I thing. I know you wanted to talk about like the friend or foe aspect right? yeah. of it. And you have to think about if we, are to come into contact, if we are to be visited mm -hmm. at some point by some form of extraterrestrial intelligence, right. it would be for one of two reasons. Mm -hmm. It would be essentially to welcome us into some form of intergalactic society of intelligent beings. Right, like mm -hmm. you've made it. Like you, you, you have made it. You've made it. Come you can on. hang um, with us now. Yes, or the opposite. Or you can't sit with us. Or not just you can't sit with us, but thank you for telling us exactly where you are in now this endless in this endless expanse of space. Now we're going to come and we're going to take your what sand. It, we're going to come and take whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. What, what whether, if it's sand? Whether it's H sand? They wouldn't have to come to Earth for sand. They could go anywhere for sand. But if they were coming for H2O or just oxygen or carbon or... Uh, human body suits. Yeah, hu yeah, human bodies. They want to dress like us, and 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 that's <laughs> way more likely when you think about at this point with everything that we know about where we're at as a planet, mm -hmm. the constant and unending struggle and strife and hatred and war and death and famine and mm -hmm. refusal to aid those in need. There is absolutely no way that any civilization, any peaceful civilization would have any interest whatsoever at this point in welcoming us into some no. we haven't no. proven that we that no. we're that we should be there. They're at like, this hey, point. you've got you've got at least, you know, sixty thousand more years left before we're gonna welcome you and your planet's not gonna last that long. So no. bye. Right. Yeah, and that's you know, <laughs> that there's there there are prevailing thoughts about within whether or not there are this and this is deep. This is like this is this is leagues down into the rabbit hole. But in terms of... Just dive in there. I'm going down. Don't dive worry. In, that hole. in terms of extraterrestrial intelligence, you know, the, 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 the theory that there is, you know, some band of, you know, harmonious extraterrestrial societies welcoming one another into the community once they've reached a certain level. Right. And then there is a, 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 a theory to, to the contrary that suggests that there is basically like one society to rule them all that routinely goes around the known galaxy snuffing out civilizations as they get close enough to become a threat to dethrone mm. them basically Interesting. and if there is extraterrestrial intelligence mm -hmm. and if it does have the capability of getting from where they are to where we are 
that in and of itself is proof positive that if they do come here with malicious malicious intent, there is literally not one thing that we could possibly do to if stop they, them. No, yeah. There is no like Independence Day. No, I'm going to de- I'm going to defeat you in a dogfight in my <laughs> no. F, in my F sixteen. No, it, the 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 ability to get from where they are to where we are takes a a, a, a knowledge of physics that is so far beyond where we are currently at that there is literally, they would be bending the laws of physics around us. There is nothing that we could do. The only thing we could hope for is like a war of the world scenario Mm. where our atmosphere actually could could not sustain them. Maybe M. Night Shyamalan was right and we could just all (laughs) throw a glass of water on one of them and they'll all go away. Maybe that'll... I want it to be just like science. Oh no! They they figured it out. It's just water. They figured it out. Why did we come to a planet that's mostly the thing that kills us? (laughs) I totally forgot about signs. That is one of my favorite It is one of my favorite That's one I actually enjoy, but it's because we rarely see the aliens. It's so good. So I'm like, it's more the excitement. The performances are just... Amazing. The, Some of the, the last the last movie. ten minutes of that movie almost ruined the almost. entire movie. And it's not even yeah. ten; it's like the last six minutes. Yeah, of it's that movie. even shorter than that. It's Just... so small. I'm like, wait, what is it? What's the swing away? Swing away! Swing away! <laughs> swing away! Swing away, swing away Meryl. Meryl! Shut up! So Shut yeah, up. that part's garbage. But the rest of the movie, He's I'm just incredible. edge of the seat the entire it's time. Wonderful. So that's an alien movie that I'm like, I'm all about you. So that's why I say that your 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 fear of aliens is completely justified yeah. because we're all gonna because die. We, yeah, because because we would be completely at their mercy. Well, Whatever I, their intention was, they would be able to one hundred percent complete. I have yeah. a question then. So you keep saying if. If they contact us, if they came here. So do you not believe that that we've been visited by extraterrestrial that's, life? That's difficult to say. I I try to take a, a measured approach to everything. Well, this is not the place for you. No, yeah. I, well, well, I mean, maybe, maybe this is precisely the place for me. I will say this. Uh, scientists estimate that the likelihood of human civilization being the only advanced civilization in the entirety of space, the odds of that being the case are currently listed as one in 10 billion trillion. So the odds of it existing is overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they have arrived, I'm kind of taking like an agnostic approach to it. I, I won't say that they have. I won't say that they haven't. I certainly haven't seen the proof mm-hmm. that right. would suggest they are or that they have. I think it's possible. I think it's po- I mean, I think it's possible. I you, I feel like you should be doing well, more speaking. What, what's, uh, what's everybody's take on like UFO sightings? Have you ever seen any? Have you ever seen a UFO or something that you can't explain in the sky? Have you ever seen a video of something that you can't explain? That yeah. seems pretty legit that oh. people have actually like looked at and said like, "Yep, I've never I can't seen a legit one." I have I never seen the tough. Yeah, thing. I have All never the seen. Been a little fake. I have never seen a video that can't be refuted. I'm not saying that can't that 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 is like definitive proof or that it's just like malarkey. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen a video where it's just like, "Holy shit, how do you explain that?" It's, right. it's very easy to doctor to doctor these things. Yeah. 
if you, I've never personally witnessed anything, I think the thing that you need to examine if we are talking about UFO sightings, you have to examine flight trajectory. Yeah, it's not enough to say like, what's that shape? I don't recognize that shape. Or what's that blinking light pattern? I don't recognize that blinking light pattern. Uh, you have to you have to utilize physics. You have to look at is this whatever this bizarre looking thing in the sky is that I see is is it exhibiting any flight patterns that even moderately question or defy the laws of physics? Mm-hmm. I I personally haven't seen one that. That that does so. You haven't seen one like in real life or like a video. You you're saying like a video. Seen, like a video. I've seen plenty of videos that that suggest it, and I've seen plenty of videos that make me go like, whoa. Yeah. Like whoa. What was that? that what, was crazy. what what was that? I'm saying that I haven't seen one that isn't also like simultaneously kind of grainy and right. kind of far away. It's usually and the bad quality. Yeah, like, it's like ooh. Bigfoot. It's yeah. like every I mean, white. Every... Remember what they say in Close Encounters. What. Of all the car accidents in the world, no one's ever been able to capture a car accident like on film as it was happening. Oh, oh sure, yeah. but we, but now, thought. but that was also the seventies. We have now. What? Oh, dash cams. Dash cams. Yeah, we've seen tons of car I just accidents happen. Forgot to put now. a dash cam on my UFO. <laughs> well, <laughs> an, another thing: is it possible? Like, yeah, of course it's possible. Yeah. it's certainly possible. I, I feel that if they have the ability. To make it from where they come from to where to where we come from, there's like got to be like some form of cloaking device on on the ship. Yeah, they wouldn't want to be seen. Right. Yeah. What I think about that's valid. abductions? Abduction stories. I have a pretty bonkers abduction story. Bring it on. I do okay, too, cool. and I'm glad we're bringing that up because UFOs are the thing that I can say. Yeah, I'm sure it's possible that they've been flying around, but have I seen good evidence of them? No. Like, I completely agree with Joe. But then when I read abduction stories online or see something on the news, those are the stories that, for whatever reason, hook me in so much more. And just, yeah, I mean, we're going to read our stories, but just the nature of some of the stories, I'm like, oh, there's like... There's and let a me lot tell you here. about, okay, so I went online and I <coughs> tried to research, you know, UFO of videos or whatever. Yeah. And I was so disappointed with the amount of like obvious garbage that was popping up as like the top videos. Totally. And like my conspiracy like theorist started, like, my, my, my wheels started turning <laughs> because I was literally like, what if these top videos of like obvious garbage are at the top to distract us from, from what's the at real the bottom ones. like from oh the real gosh. ones i know i started going crazy and then i you were here i tried to go to that ufoevidence.org and the site wouldn't work and i was like well there you have it How ladies and gentlemen the aliens the are trying to get you not work. to look at their ufos yeah, yeah i think or maybe we, like trump shut it down like, yeah, i don't know one of the two but all we know is there definitely could, could be, be UFOs, Wi-Fi. but they're trying to... <laughs> could have been because my Wi-Fi sucks, but I think they're trying to hide the sightings from uh-huh. us as much as possible. That's why all these videos right. suck. And us specifically, because they knew just about this you podcast. And I. Yes, it's really Let's just for it. Ashley and Lauren. But. Okay, so are you ready? This yes. is my favorite abduction story that I've ever heard. I so, love this um, one. This is... Uh, I don't know. Do you even know the story? 
Barney and Betty Hill. Oh, I'm, yeah, of course. Yeah. Ashley and were, I, I just yeah. wanted to share that we both almost read this story. We did our <laughs> research separately and both came and I was like, oh my gosh, are you doing Betty and Barney? She was like, yes. This <laughs> abduction story is so interesting to me because this is like, they, they weren't trying to get publicity for it. Right. They weren't like going out and like waving their arms in the air. No. And they didn't have any reason to like, to make it up. Right. I think that's why it was so interesting to me. But um, they're from New Hampshire. This was in uh, September 19th, 1961 is when they uh, supposedly were abducted by aliens. Barney was employed by the United States Postal Service and Betty was a social worker. They were active in a Unitarian congregation. They were members of the NAACP and they were community leaders Barney sat on a local board of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, and they were an interracial couple Ooh. in the 60s. Scandal! <laughs> so, like, they had no reason to want to bring negative attention Right, they should try to, to stay out of the spotlight they, they, in that time. Yeah, it was just... I think that's what... One of the reasons that I totally believe their story, because it was... Maybe not totally, but I... They're very believable people. Yeah. So anyways, one night they were coming home from a trip. I believe they were going to the to Niagara Falls. And they were traveling home. And it was about 10.30 at night. And Betty had seen something out her window that she thought was a falling star, but it was going upward. In the opposite direction. And so she asked Barney to pull over so they could take a look. They had binoculars because they just went on their trip. And they watched it for a while and it came towards them. And basically, Barney had said that he saw what he thought were, like, humanoid figures in the spaceship. Mm -hmm. And that the binoculars got kind of, like, torn away from his face. Uh, Basically, he felt that one of the figures that was in the ship was communicating him to, like, stay stay where they are. Yeah. And keep looking at the ship, just stay where they are. And he was, like, trying to, like, tear his side away from the ship and, like, Mm -hmm. drive away. They heard, like, a rhythmic series of beeping or buzzing sounds. And the car started vibrating and they felt, like, a tingling sensation. And then a second series of beeping or buzzing sounds, they returned. And then all of a sudden, they were 35 miles away from where they were. And the trip was supposed to take four hours and it took seven Jeez. And they cannot, um, they cannot account for like the missing time or right. what happened. But then once they got home, they started like doing really weird stuff. Like Betty, she like insisted that the luggage stay by the door. Like it was just like weird impulses that they couldn't explain. Like Barney was obsessed with like checking his genitals. Like he felt, but nothing was wrong with them. But he, right. he it was just like weird impulses. He felt they like found he needed out, yeah. to check. Oh. The um, their watches both stopped at the same time around oh, like eleven p.m. Um, the binocular strap from the binoculars was torn. Betty's dress, the seam of her dress, was torn, and there was like mm. a pink powder on her dress, like all kinds of weird stuff. And then Betty started having dreams about what happened to her mm-hmm. when in that missing time. The most interesting part of the dream, it was like a typical abduction dream. Like, she was on the ship, they were, like, examining her, they were, like, feeling, like, they looked in her mouth, her ears, her eyes. Mm -hmm. She said, like, there was one that was in charge that was communicating with her. And at one point, she asked him if she could take a book that they had, like, they had, like, a book on the desk, Mm -hmm. and he gave it to her. And then a, a little while later, 
like it seemed like an argument broke out among like the the beings the beings yeah and they were starting to be escorted off the ship and that alien being whatever it was basically said sorry you can't take the book they don't want you to remember this oh and then she like woke up from the dream but oh, any, yeah it was crazy so but they um crazy they did start telling like their friends and stuff about it um, and they told a couple people at their church, and the church then connected them to, like, actual, like, astronomers and actual people who, you know, would like to hear their story. They ended up getting hypnotized. This is to, why, like, really quickly, this is why Unitarians are awesome, because, like, I feel like any other sect of Christianity in 1961 would have been like, oh, okay, here, follow me, right this way, we're just going to bring you into this, and then just push them into a bottomless hole <laughs> that they had in a room. <laughs> It's like, first and they were of all, never seen again. And Unitarians were like, yeah, and what Unitarians were like, wow, that's fascinating. Let's get in touch with some astronomers. Let's right. see if we can get to the bottom of this. Yeah, so, I actually want to explore. Unitarians, it. big, big thumbs up. Yeah, good Ooh. job, guys. But they, <laughs> so they were both hypnotized by a hypnotherapist several times, and their stories added up. Like, they, they were hypnotized separately. They both had like seven or eight sessions each. Betty's story when she was hypnotized was basically exactly like her dream. Like, mm -hmm. there were very little changes. Barney, actually, because he didn't remember anything, his was pretty violently... It was pretty emotional. It was he. It was a little less detailed because he claimed that he kept his eyes shut during the examination process, like, mm -hmm. when they were examining him in the Out ship. Out of fear or just... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he was... Like, for example, they said, um, he said that they put, like, a cup-like device over his genitals mm. and, like, took a sperm sample. Which explains him constantly. Yeah, checking. and, like, they, during hypnotism, it came out that they had basically done what most people call an anal probe. Woo! Like, this small cylinder was stuck in his anus and then pulled out. Like Why are aliens always probing butts? Why are well, they all about dead ass? Yeah, well, the thing is, they're checking all the holes. They also counted Check his vertebrae, the like they like ran their hands down his spine and like counted his vertebrae. That would Anyways, feel nice, a little massage. It was crazy. <laughs> a little massage. <laughs> it's better than the anal probe, okay? <laughs> but anyway, the, the, I don't know. The reason that I believe that something happened to them, one, you know, the, the hypnotherapy, it's sort of like a lie detector test. Like mm -hmm. it's not easy to pass if you're lying. Sure. Unless you're a sociopath. Yep. <laughs> But also, like, they have no reason to want to seek negative attention. Totally. It's not like they were like, we got everything going for us. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. They didn't like, pull an L. Ron Hubbard. They didn't yeah. immediately, like, ink a bunch of book deals and then yeah. found a religion. I mean, you, you even look at things like, um, like the Amityville story, mm -hmm. you know, and them coming out and immediately writing a book and all this. It's like they, right. they needed they wanted that attention. publicity. Yeah. You know what I mean? These people did not need or want any publicity that That's would even true. be slightly negative. So That's why um, I believe it. Yeah. I'm with them. Barney ended up dying when he was 46. He had a cerebral hemorrhage. And then Betty died of cancer when she was 85. So... I myself happened upon an abduction story and there are endless amounts of abduction stories on the internet and I'm familiar with a couple of them and the one Ashley just read was actually one that I, I mean, you, you were reading me some things that I hadn't heard to be honest, but like I knew about it and it had been covered before and I considered bringing it to the table as well. But I actually just discovered this story 
for the first time just today, I was looking this up and I was playing a little video earlier that Ashley even overheard and was like, what Send is me that? that link. <laughs> Send me that link. This sounds amazing. It's interesting. The only thing I'm sad about is I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of these places. That's okay. Gundaya Joe. and McKay. These are Australian cities. Does any of that sound like a thing to you? I uh, know. Because <laughs> right. the way they were saying it in the video, their accent was so thick that I was like, is it Mackay or McKay? I'm sorry, Australians, if you're listening. I don't know how I'm to not say sorry, it. <laughs> Australians. You brought this on yourselves. Stop it. We love you, Australia. Okay, so this abduction took place in Australia, originally in a Gundaya property. Hopefully that is how you pronounce it. It involves a trio of people, a husband and wife, and then their friend. The husband and wife are named Keith and Amy Rylance, and their business partner, Petra, was also involved. She was staying on their property. I love that name. With them. Petra? Yeah. It's a great name. I like it. I I feel like she's a supermodel. That's what I associate that with. (laughs) So, all three of them, Petra was with them for whatever reason. She was staying the night. Um, And so, Keith went to sleep in one of the bedrooms around 9.30 p.m. Petra retired to a different bedroom, and Amy, the wife, stayed out on the couch watching TV in the lounge room. All of these rooms were pretty close together, like separated by a wall. Um, There was a window in the lounge room, but they were all pretty close to each other. You can hear each other. And around 11.15 p.m., Petra, who was their guest, was stirring in her room, and she was woken up by a sound. So she comes out to the lounge area where Amy had been, and she just starts screaming bloody murder, Because she, as she later reported, sees a bright white light coming through the window of the lounge and Amy is being carried out horizontally through the window. That is what she claims to have seen. Amy being carried out. She is like unconscious but being carried out of the window. She's screaming her head off. Keith, the husband, comes running out immediately but by that time everything's gone. He didn't actually get to witness it. But he, like, can't even get words out of Petra because she is in complete panic, doesn't even know how to articulate what she's just seen. She's bawling her eyes out. They're freaking out. When he can finally get words out of her, she claims that Amy was taken through the window. And Keith is, of course, like, I don't know if I'm agreeing with the way you're saying she was taken. But regardless, like, she's not here. He's searching the property. Yeah, like, he does not see his wife anywhere. So he calls the police. Police come to the house. The screen for the window that Amy was supposedly taken out of is torn, like, right down the center. There's a huge tear, and there's a bush right outside of the window that is, like, singed and like, a light brown color like it had been burned. So there could be an explanation for it, and they even, like, brought the dog that was on the property out and saw if, like, the dog was tall enough to get up on the window, and he was. So the police were just trying to be as logical as possible, and they're like, look, the dog could have ripped the screen open. It was the dog. And they're like, why is the bush burned? And they're like, I don't know, pesky kids. Like, they're just trying to think of everything. But still, like, Amy is missing. It's a missing persons. It's still a weird situation. Then I don't know if it says what time exactly it happens, but it says while the police were on the property, so while the search is happening, a phone call comes through to Gandaya, where they are staying, from another city in Australia called McKay, indicating that a distressed and a very dehydrated young woman was found on the outskirts of Queensland City, and it is 490 miles from Gundaya, where Amy and Keith are, and where this is all happening. So she is 490 miles away, and like I said, I wish it had said the time that this call came through to be like, how could she have gotten there that fast? Like, how long from the time did this happen? Um, But they got a call saying they found a dehydrated woman, like, can you come? We think it is Amy. They go and identify her. It is Amy. Um, And she is extremely dehydrated, like out of sorts. 
But when she can finally give police her report, she says that she was taken by a six foot tall white being, sort of looked human, but was just like completely white and did the same thing, sort of like an examination on her. She said she was just like looked at a little poked and prodded. She had some cut and slash marks on her leg. Like they had been trying to like dig in or like see if they could get like a drop of blood. But she said she never felt like she was being harmed or that they were out to hurt her. It felt very much like an examination, but they were just kind of poking and prodding at her. So she comes back and she does have slashes on her legs that, you know, could be proof of that claim, could be many things, but she has slashes on her legs and also an abnormal amount of body hair. Like it was, her body hair is now longer what? than it was before. Like she had a lot of hair growth on her body that I'd suddenly like, appeared. I'd be like, the government needs to pay for my wax. Right, exactly. So yeah, in her story, once she was able to get words out, she was with these beings and then, and she felt like she was calm, whatever the being was, what it was saying... Stay calm. We are going to return you to a place not far where we took you from. And then the next thing she knows when she came to, she was found on the ground with trees all around her and she could smell the ocean. She's not sure exactly how she got back there, but she was just on the outskirts of the city in the woods. And then I don't know if she walked, I think she walked into town and the police Well, that was another thing that Betty had said when she was abducted and they were doing the like experiments on her, like checking her body out. She said at one point, one of them had shoved, like, a needle into her navel, mm-hmm. and it was, like, excruciating pain, and it just waved its hand, like, across her forehead, and the pain was completely gone. That's so interesting. See, and then when you hear similarities between stories where it's like, yeah, they were poking the shit out of me, but I also yeah. felt calm, and there was a sense of peace in the room. And, it's like, like, these days, I feel like if there was a, you know, an alien abduction story that was, like, similar to other alien abduction stories, it's like, well, yeah, it's 2017, we all have Google. That's not hard to fake, but I feel sure. like in 1961, you know, yeah, it's really hard to, like, have similar stories all over the world of, like, the same thing happening. Yeah, know? absolutely. And this is still considered an unsolved case. Um, No one has ever come around to any logical solution. So the story is still up in the air. Investigators came in. There was, of course, a media storm all around it. Lots of people are skeptical. They think some bullshit thing happened and stories were made up. But it is still an unsolved case to this day. This happened October 4th of 2001 over in good old Australia. Down under. And it is still an unsolved case, but (laughs) Gandaya and Make, I don't know. I have no idea how to say those words. The thing that that interests me, um, the the maybe not the most, but something that really interests me about alien abductions or close encounters or anything like that, is the uh, the the fact that the the extraterrestrials are always humanoid. Mm -hmm. They're they're always no one has ever said anything to the contrary of them being humanoid, which is interesting and and i think maybe lends a little in my in my opinion lends a little less credence to the validity of the claims the the odds of extraterrestrial life actually following a, a similar evolutionary process as ours and looking very similar to us is is actually pretty rare yeah um it, it, it the the chances of that are, are, are significantly less um well, I agree we with you, actually. talk about this very quickly. Um, it's sort of a, a listener question, but we can, we can break that cycle here. One of the questions that we have is from Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Andrew. You're my best friend. Bestie. Um, he asked, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, 
What about the theory that they are actually time travelers that mm-hmm. travel back uh, to our time or ancient times to deliver the technology necessary for survival, which would explain why they were always humanoid. And it would explain why a telescope lens was in the left future. behind. Sure. And left by a future man. Well, what I'm curious about, I think that's actually, that's not... It's a theory that makes complete sense. It's not one that I've personally ever heard before, but I think that's really interesting. I really, the only thing that I'm curious about, I'm sorry, I don't, I had no intention of playing the role of skeptic on your, <laughs> on, on your, on your show today. Opens debate. I just, I, I think maybe I, among the, uh, the, the, the alien fan community, I think, I think maybe I, I still require a little bit more proof than, than than most people who are who are equally into this stuff. Um, the only question I have for that theory is how that would alter the 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 time space continuum. How that would potentially change the timeline. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe if it, it is every single time. Like little changes could be being made. Sure, but the little changes would, you know, blossom into a butterfly effect and could render the existence of the the, the beings that come back through time no, yeah. no yeah. more. Yeah, it's a huge risk. Big risk. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's real. I mean, it's it's very interesting. The 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 little green men uh thing that that is that does have its origins in Hollywood. Do you guys know that? Yeah. 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 That was that's that's not There's that, no proof of well, like I'm no one saying, ever yeah. reported but before yeah. anybody ever reported about being abducted by yeah. or poked and probed by little green men hollywood was coming out with little green men as their representation yeah, for extraterrestrials mm-hmm. well i was just thinking about like the representation of possible alien or extraterrestrial life in maybe in biblical stories ezekiel depicted in you know uh when you think of like the gods like you think Mm -hmm. of the mayan gods Mm -hmm. you think of like the greek gods you think of stuff like that those are those are or angels in the in the bible these creatures that come down usually from the sky and deliver knowledge yeah to whomever i mean you know the mayans had gods that would tell them when to plant crops they would tell them when to you know go to war they would you know and they and the way they're described sounds like a fucking alien like it sounds like it's an alien (laughs) coming down from the sky controlling the winds like changing the skies you know what i mean like totally that's more what i'm referencing not like little green like not that we've necessarily and, and what if that's a time traveler too? What if those are just people in the future going back to I don't know ensure the survival of civilization? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree that like when people think they see human like beings, it's not necessarily an alien. I do think it. it I mean, it could be, but it could also. I would lean more towards the time traveler side only because. I fully believe that aliens would look completely different from us. So I'm glad you did bring that up, Joe, when you said that earlier. I mean, they I could like... even they could even take form that we wouldn't recognize. I mean, they, right. they they very legitimately, just as easily as little green men, they could be like a sentient 
conscious cloud of vapor. Right. I mean, that's ev- that's literally every bit as likely yeah. as something that has taken physical form. They could already be here. They could be some of the like deep sea monsters. I was just going to say, do you, have <laughs> you, you know ever seen I mean? the things like, that live on the bottom of the yeah. ocean? When I see stuff like that, that's when I'm like, that's an alien, that's an alien. to me. Like that's this weird like creature not... could be a cloud of smoke. Or like, not, not even be... that. I mean, I remember... Could be mice. Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmos, Neil deGrasse Tyson's most recent Cosmos, is like my favorite thing that has ever been on television. And he brought up just such an amazing analogy when discussing the possibility of even currently being surrounded by some form of extraterrestrial intelligence and not having the technology wherewithal or ability to recognize it. And he brought up the concept of an ant colony next to a superhighway. Mm-hmm. Does this ant colony have any idea of what is happening alongside it? The intricate workings, the technology in place, what right. is going on just, you know, feet from where they're at? We no. very well could be that ant colony. This is happening all around us all the time, constantly, and we have absolutely no knowledge of it whatsoever. That's such a cool way to think yeah. about it. And I think that is completely possible. Like, we just have no clue what's even around We don't us. even but know what to look for. it constantly be going. Right. Like, yeah. we wouldn't know what that even looked like. Yeah, let alone, let alone where to look in the most outer reaches of space or which dwarf planet or moon could potentially be harboring life. Yeah. This could very well be happening all around us. Wow. Men in Black taught yeah. us that. Yep. Here come the men in black, men in black. Okay. It's the MIVs. Do, uh, do the full rap. The good guys dressed in black. Remember that, just in case we have a face-to-face to so make contact. The title held by me, MIV, is what you think you saw you did not see. I'm literally as good a rapper as Will Smith is. You are. You and, might be better. And you I'm a be better, better. I'm a, well, be better. I don't know. I'm better oh. than Sean Combs. Yeah. I'm a better rapper than Puff Daddy. A lot oh, of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know who that is. I don't is. know who Get that with is. the times. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. Did I hurt you? No. Okay. No. No, not at all. Should we? I wasn't sure who Sean Combs was. Sean Diddy Combs. Sorry Puff, about it. Puff Daddy. Yeah, we did. I know P. Diddy. Now, P. Diddy. Guys. Papa Diddy. Papa. Okay. Um, should we take some more listener questions? Well, yes. Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Oh. Great. Great question. Andrew. Wonderful I, I, question. I love that. That was awesome. That I think that's genuinely a great question. It yes. is. You are ferociously thanking him at the microphone. I like him. Like, Andrew. Andrew. Thank you. I'm so serious right now, Andrew. <laughs> no, it really was a good question. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, thank you, Andrew Miller. Jamie asked, hi, Jamie. That's my sister. I'm Sissy. not afraid to admit it. Um, she asked, have you ever had a personal experience with extraterrestrials? Where at? And was anyone with you? Am I going first? No, I'll go first. Yeah. But mine's pretty, I mean... I don't know if, I just feel like this experience falls into the alien side more than anything else, but I also, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. This was so insignificant at the time that the details are pretty fuzzy. I only, it was only later in life, like watching X-Files and stuff that I started to be like, did I have a, did what happened there? <laughs> um, basically, I was driving home. I had to be 18. I still lived with my parents because I had a curfew. And the curfew was midnight. And I lived about 20 minutes away from anything. Like, like anything you could imagine. So I knew that I had to leave by 1140 at the latest to get home by midnight. Because if my car was not in the garage at 12 o'clock... My father was calling me. I was in trouble. So I knew that I had to leave town at like 1140 and I'm sure I left around then. 
and I was driving home and I was about a, probably a mile away from home. I remember it being like 11.45-ish. I was pretty early. I knew I was getting home on time. And my car, my the my lights in the car, like the dash lights, were, were getting really bright and then dimming. And then really bright and dimming. And it was happening with my headlights as well. Ew. And when they would dim, I couldn't see. <laughs> ew, ew, ew was just such a funny reaction to that. It's not like a gross ew. No, it's, it's like, like it was how it's making. The? Yeah, it's like how it's making me feel. Like I don't like how I feel listening to this. Yeah, but when they would dim, I couldn't see where I was going. So I started to pull off the side of the road, at least until my car started stopped spazzing out, so I could right. make my way home and not die in a ditch. And I, I know I pulled onto the street. That leads to my grandma's street. So I remember exactly where I was. It was where I could see my grandma's house. So I knew, okay. like, if my car breaks down... She's right there. I can walk to my grandma's house. It's going to be really shitty, but I can do it if I have to. Uh-huh. So I pull the car over, and I had the radio on, and the radio was staticky, too. Nope. Like, the radio was a complete static. I pull the car over, I put it in park, and boom. The car's dead. Just everything went up. It wasn't, yeah, I just put it in park and boom, it was dead. I don't like it. And I was like, okay, I expected that to happen. That sucks. So I was going to call my dad because, again, I was a mile away from home. He could come get my car. My phone's dead. Whoa. And this was, you know, so I was 18. This was like, what, 2006? Phone batteries didn't die. Yeah, they were like, they lasted forever. And then it was on for three days. Yeah. Until you had to charge it again when it was at 32%. Like, they didn't die. (laughs) That was very strange. And I was basically sitting in my car for what had to be about five minutes trying to decide, well, trying to get my phone to work and then trying to decide if I wanted to walk all the way up to my fucking grandma's house, knock on the door, and call my dad. Mm -hmm. So I'm just about to get out of the car again, maybe five minutes later, just about to get out of the car and start walking. When the car, I guess I hadn't turned the key off because okay, the it key had just was still died. turned. I had just put it in park. The car all of a sudden <laughs> turns on. My brights are on. All the lights are on. The radio's turned up all the way. Scared the shit out of me. Oh my And gosh. I get on my phone and I had like three voicemails from my dad and it was like twelve fifteen. Oh so my god! So somehow I had been sitting there for about thirty minutes. Yeah. There's no what? way I was sitting there for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. I, I remember thinking, shit, I have to walk up to my grandma's house. What am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, boom, everything was back on. And it was 30 minutes later. So and my could, dad's it felt calling like five me. minutes to yeah. you, probably. And, and my dad's calling minutes. me saying, like, where the hell are you? And, You're late. And, and your butt hurt. And also my butt <laughs> And also my butt was really and sore. Really Interesting. Weird. And you had some cuts up and down your arms. <laughs> I think it, with the first time you told me that story, because I, I, you know, I, I just, I believe you. I love you. I believe you. But I couldn't help but think about it from your dad's perspective. Where oh like, you're 15, minutes, story. you're 15 minutes late and you're like, dad, Listen. listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I just got abducted by aliens. Well, like I said, at the time... <laughs> I got the probe, Dad. At the time, I wasn't my like... My butt hurts. I got abducted. I was just like, Dad, I know what happened. My car broke down. Blah, 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 blah. I got in trouble. Whatever. But it wasn't until... It really... Probably... 
five years ago, I rewatched all of X-Files. And within like the first couple episodes, there's an episode about an alien abduction and they talk about that lost time. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, whoa, that's kind of like what happened to me. That's kind of yeah. crazy. But I, again, like, I don't know what happened. I just know that it definitely fits in like the lost time abduction. Sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And Joe That's actually good. has an interesting story that is oh. thank God, very I don't strange. have one. So yeah, okay. well, I, you Bring know, I kind of I kind of have two, so Ooh. I might even be able to, to to make up for your lack of story. So yes. so the the first one is the, it, like the real one. Whoa, I was in high school and uh, at this time I remember my dad was thinking about buying a boat. And it was like a specific boat that he was going to buy. It was like it wasn't like I might buy a boat. It was like he knew someone who was selling a boat. And he was thinking about taking it off his hands. So my father being the very organized, logical A to B to C to D person that he is, before he buys a boat, he's going to look at places where he could keep it. And he's going to examine cost and he's going to do all of these things. So we are, uh, I'm from Connecticut. So we're down, down by the shoreline, which we didn't really live anywhere near, but that's where you have to put a boat. So we're looking at this, we're looking at this one particular dock this one particular yard to 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 keep up this boat and at one point my dad and i are are walking down this pier and uh, the gentleman who works uh at this at this dockyard is kind of showing us around and we walk past this little shanty boathouse shack it's it's a it's a boathouse but it's like a small one it's like you could fit like a cot and uh, a couple oars in and that's about it very old, very creepy. It's on the outer reaches of, of this dockyard. And and as we walk by, I just kind of glance at it. And on the window, I see something that doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before stuck to the inside of the window. Uh-huh. And the best way I can explain it is if you took a hand and made fingers about twice as long as they're supposed to be, and it was three fingers on top, and a thumb, but the thumb was like directly on the bottom. Like it would be lining up with your middle finger. Okay. And it was like practically like suction cupped to the window. And it was very creepy looking, whatever it was. And I looked at it for a good second and then just kind of reflexively looked away. And it didn't really, you know how like a million things can happen in your brain in the span of a second? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times and I ran through like a thousand things in my brain in a second and nothing added up to what I had just seen. So I looked back at the window and just as I looked back at the window, this thing disappeared from the window. Like I watched it disappear. It wasn't like, oh, it was suctioned and the suction yeah, cups like loosened and came off. It was like, it was like how something would react like it had just been seen but was thinking maybe I didn't get seen. I gotta okay disappear so from it sight. Clearly saw you so it was like at it something had been yanked. It had been like yanked away from the window, like Ooh. beneath the window. And immediately I was filled with dread. And I looked at my dad, and my dad was looking directly at me. And I wasn't expecting this at all. This was all I was the only person who had been witnessing this as far as I had known. Yeah. But I look at my dad and I can tell that my dad also saw this. Really? The way that he's looking at me. And my dad is the most logical. My dad has never for a moment entertained anything beyond like things that he can prove 
and his religion. Yeah. He's not, this is just like not him. But I asked him, did you see that? And he said, yeah. And I said, what was that? And he said, I have no idea. And we were both so creeped up. No, obviously the most logical explanation is the most likely explanation for everything. Am I saying this was an alien? No. I'm saying that there was a very, very, very creepy looking three finger and thumbed, long fingered, <laughs> hand looking thing in a window. And then when I noticed it, it disappeared from the window and it shook both me and my dad to our cores. And yeah. we got out, we left. I would have left. We were yeah. so creeped out. I won't he be able- He didn't buy a boat. He didn't buy, he didn't buy the boat. No, cause you gotta run away. He didn't buy the boat. That was the end of our trip to the dockyard. He didn't buy the boat. It was. He's I, like, I, we don't need a boat. I can't. It's not worth it. I can't. I, I won't be able to adequately describe how creepy looking this thing was, how unlike anything I've ever seen this thing was, and the immediate sense of dread and fear that both my dad and I felt because yeah. we had both seen it and both felt like we weren't supposed to see it, yeah. and neither of us felt like sticking around and seeing seeing what shook of it. Right. The second thing is a, a little less tangible than that, but I, at one time when I was in college, I lived like in the middle of the woods. I lived in the middle of nowhere. And in the front yard of the house that I was sharing, there was a bench. And this is, you know, really like miles from civilization. There's no light pollution. It's, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I remember sitting on the bench, I was finishing up a phone call on the bench. It's probably about two in the morning. And this is the middle of nowhere. And I remember hanging up the phone and I remember getting this immediate shock of a feeling like I was being watched. Hmm. And there's nobody around. There's no houses. There's, there's, there's nothing around. Yeah. And I, that, that's the end of the story, basically. Like nothing comes of it and it could have just as easily been some fucking kids in the woods or something yeah but it was so immediate and striking and jarring and as you've heard from on this you know episode i'm i'm a cynic i'm i'm a skeptic i need to be shown things to to believe yeah. in them but there was no denying this feeling that i had from just out of nowhere i was positive in that moment as i was looking at the stars i was positive that i was being watched Ooh. it was i immediately went in the house i was so creeped out and that's something yeah the fact that you are remembering that and wanting to say that as a story is so credible because you clearly were so overwhelmed yes, by the sensation that's that's, like, that's literally the only time in my life where i have ever been like some someone or something is watching me that's yeah. it's literally the only time that i have ever felt that creepy as boo yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's my response to that story Jamie, um, great question. Great Sorry, question, I'm Jamie. super lame. My only story is the flickering light from my front yard. Which was obviously an alien. I think 100%, anyone can you know? Say. Clearly, we just don't have the technology to communicate on their level. You don't speak <laughs> flickering light. I don't, don't speak, speak light. flickering light. I wonder if you knew Morse code, though. Oh. Oh, I need to travel back in time. Oh, well. I have to go find okay. that light and learn some Morse code you, and don't go Don't you think the light is still there? You could just drive. Yeah, maybe. Okay. 
Um, we <laughs> okay, okay. We have one more question, but we kind of already answered it. Do you hope aliens will save humanity when the world goes up in flames? That's yes, from Corey. You do? Oh, well, you do? Uh, I think I think they'd not. be like, bye. I think they're gonna say screw no. Well, you. here's here's it's kind of twofold for me. One, uh, if they can get to us and want to help, they can help. And oh, two, yeah, they can. Two, I have long half joked half seriously said that the only thing that could unite this entire planet is an alien invasion yeah arrival the that yeah the, yes the, 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 the only style. the what only thing that could actually get us to put aside our surface differences is a common enemy that yeah. is not of this world. Yeah, that's so, so true. Be, because otherwise, we are absolutely. It could be screwed. like a sea monster too. It's like the same Nessie? thing. It's like yeah. <laughs> Nessie, it's like an evil. Or you think of like Pacific Rim? No, oh, yeah, like Pacific yeah. Rim, something that's like better. evil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nessie, I don't think it's big enough. Or... Nessie just wants some fish. <laughs> she Nessie's just wants like some fine. fish. She's just swimming. Shh, listen, okay, I was wrong. Pacific Rim style. I'm yes. talking, yeah, like something like a creature arises from the sea and like we all have to work together to destroy said sea creature. Like, okay, that's yes. the only. But I think that's best case scenario. I think 100% we're all just going to get obliterated when they come because they're going to say you're all assholes. Oh, uh, yeah. One, one, can, them, one like, can only help hope. us. And they'll be like, no, mm-hmm. just put us what? out of our misery. Nice I would enough. much rather disappear in a flash of white light than have to spend the next 50 years on this planet, so. Oh, gosh. We're all doomed. Who was that from? Who was that That was Corey. From? Thanks, Corey. Hey, Corey. Thanks, bud. Hey, that was really Cor. great. Okay, I guess we should wrap it Jeez, up. We're going to have to do hard. another one yeah, of I these. Know. Oh, my, I, have, I have like more time. My heart rate is at like 180 <laughs> right Joe now. Joe is 100% going to come back on our podcast. I didn't, I didn't I even like get to talk do. about, I didn't get to talk about the Goldilocks zone. I didn't, I didn't get to talk about crop circles. I really wanted to talk about I really crop circles. <laughs> Proxima Centauri. <laughs> I'm joking. Ice planets. I didn't get to talk about any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm choking from excitement, but I really want to talk about crop circles. When you, you said that, I took such a deep breath. I really want to talk about crop circles do you guys do you guys promise me that sooner rather than later we can do a part two to this episode i think you'll come back we have so many i would say like in a couple weeks you can come back with aliens awesome so i guess we need to first of all thank joe thank you this has been this has been a lot of fun thank you i I look forward to getting to come back on and uh, everyone should check out his podcast the sports rapport with joe and steve that would be nice they have a facebook page you have a twitter we have a tweet we have a we have a long since dormant (laughs) twitter which i'm going to be you know getting back on so listen listen to the podcast listen to the podcast it's It's good stuff it's not it's not for the record it's not just a sports podcast i can listen to it and i hate sports it's it's mainly about sports culture so even if you think that sports as an institution are kind of stupid you can still get a lot out of this podcast because lots of times i talk about how sports are stupid Ashley and I are not sports ladies, and we both listened and loved. So it's give great. it a listen for sure. Uh, Joe and Steve are are, are so much fun. So ch- 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 check it out. Yeah, there we go. It's been a it's been <laughs> it's a pleasure. Really Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thank Joe. you, Joe. And for you guys, follow us and like us on Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and on the Keep It Weird Facebook page, where we post links to clips of our episodes pictures weird news articles etc please keep an eye out for our patreon page patreon is a website a lot of creators use to generate money to fund their projects the podcast is always going to be free to listen to but we do want to be able to travel in and around los angeles to check out some spooky stuff stay in haunted hotels take the murder tour
And uh, we want to be able to take you along with us. And the Patreon page is really cool because you get perks with donations. Stuff like $5 a month gets you a weekly newsletter with every episode. $10 a month gets you pics and videos of us recording. Uh, $15 a month is going to give you a bonus live episode once a month. So make sure to check that out once it's up and running. We'll be posting it on our Twitter and Facebook. Email us with questions at keepitweirder at gmail.com. Next week, we're going to be talking about ripples in reality. The Bermuda Triangle, Alton, Illinois, place Illinois. Did you, you just hear said me? Illinois? That's, the, from that's, the, that's the second time this week you've said Illinois. Really? Yeah. Ew. What's wrong Do with you? Do you think I'm an alien? Probably. Jesus I don't think you're Ashley. I'm so uh, disappointed. The Bermuda Triangle, Alton, Illinois, uh, places that seem to defy the laws of time and space. And we're going to be taking our first field trip. First outing, first outing. <laughs> it's gonna um, be so much fun. I can't wait for next week. We don't have a sign. Joe, do you know what we should, what our sign off should be this week? Um, watch the skies. Watch oh, the skies and watch keep the it weird. Skies and keep I it weird. like it. Okay, we can do that. Watch, watch the skies and keep it weird. guys dressed in black remember that just in case we have a face-to-face submit contact the title held by me m-i-b is what you think you saw you did not see